Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 190, Finding Encouragement in Tough Times, an encouraging words episode with Marcus Watson, coming to you on Sunday, April 5th, 2020. So I'm doing something a little bit different today. It's something that I've been thinking about and talking about doing for a long time, which is to have a guest on the show. And if you're watching on YouTube, you're like, hey, there, there's someone else there. But if you're just listening, you're like, oh, okay, that's fine. I can, I can go with this. So let me tell you who today's guest is. Today's guest is Marcus Watson. Marcus is a Presbyterian pastor living in San Diego with his beautiful wife, Robin, and their three kids, Micah, Macy, and Drew. He currently serves as an interim pastor at a small but mighty congregation in the rural town of Westmoreland, about two hours east of San Diego. He also hosts the Spiritual Life and Leadership podcast and is the author of Beyond Thingification, Helping Your Church Engage in God's Mission. He's been serving in churches for over 20 years, but believe it or not, church ministry was never on his radar when he was young. Welcome, Marcus. Hi there. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. <laughs> so it's it's bedtime in Sweden and it's just post breakfast in California. I know. I still got my coffee with, uh, <laughs> I would like to show you my, for those on okay. the Force Awakens. Uh, and then if you look in there, it says coffee does too. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. caffeine does too is what it says. Oh, Sorry. caffeine does too. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to join you with a with an evening drink, but I was mm. just like, okay, if I have a glass of wine, I will not uh, be able to focus on what we're doing this late at night. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. <laughs> so I talked to you about this um, probably at least a year ago and then, mm -hmm. you know, busy schedules and things going on and um, probably I just forgot about it part of the time um, and then just never went back and asked you the times that I did think about it. But you are one of the people that I've been thinking about for a long time would really add some, some interesting depth and um, perspectives mm -hmm. to my encouraging words episodes. Mm -hmm. So uh, I figured as much as on the one hand, I'm a little tired of getting emails from companies that says, this is what we're doing about the COVID-19 yeah. crisis. <laughs> on the other hand, you sent out an email the other day that was really, I think, to your, um, to your list of people interested in your book, which I'm on that list because I was helping you publish your book. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, these are interesting emails. I'll just stay oh. on it. So oh, good. <laughs> yeah. And so one of the things that you said that kind of sparked some ideas in me was that during this time when so many people in the world are being forced into um, pretty pretty much isolation. Mm -hmm. If you have family members, that's about the, some of the only people that you'll be interacting with on any yeah, yeah. kind of regular basis. But you were saying this might be a time when the church, because it has to find a way to um, connect during this very weird yeah. period, then it yeah. might actually find a way to connect better. Yeah. That's quite possible. <laughs> we're, we're trying, we're trying, and we're trying to figure out what, uh, what this is all, what, how that's going to work and it's during this time. And then it'll be interesting to see what continues on once we kind of get back to whatever normal will be after this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it made me think about just all of our regular relationships. Um, just before we hit the record button, I was telling you that 
I find it really interesting that a month ago, there was tons of people on the internet, um, it's funny, on social media saying uh -huh. social media relationships aren't real. You should have real relationships yeah. in person with real people. Yeah. And now we can't. And we are yeah. being told you need to find a way to make technology work yeah. for you to have relationships. Right, right. Weird. That's a, that was that was an yeah. You mentioned that just before we started recording, and I hadn't really thought about it quite like that. But that that's a fascinating development, <laughs> yeah. you know. Where all right, well, let's really put this to the test: Are online relationships real or not? And um, well, they better be because we need real <laughs> relationships in life. And uh, yeah. I think probably what we're going to find is that oh, these are real. They're just different you know different. um and uh they make use of technology that didn't exist even 20 years ago you know and uh that's great yeah uh, yeah yeah and i think that perspective will also play a huge factor because in my social media relationships for the most part my perspective is it wouldn't be the end of the world if this social media platform went away or if i never really got to be more friends with the people that I am, you know, quote, friends with on mm -hmm. the various platforms, um, because the relationships that I have, quote, in real life, um, are the ones that I am going to continue to try to keep up, even yeah. if I don't live in the same place anymore. Yeah, right. But, but now, like, I have to, in fact, um, I had a meeting at church with a bunch of people who, like, lead some of the connect groups, Bible studies and stuff at church. And they're like, okay, we really need to have every single person in church contacted by someone once a week mm -hmm. to just check yeah. in. Because yeah. normally we kind of do our check-in on Sunday morning, like, hey, right. how's it going? How's your week? Right. Right. But now the only way that we can do it is either, you know, reaching out through a phone call or an audio yep. message or a text yep. or... Yep. Yeah, yeah uh, it's interesting, uh, you know, so as a pastor, right, one of the things I have to do is stay in touch with people. And a lot of times that does happen on Sunday mornings, you know, I say hi, I greet them, I whatever, check in with them. Um, but now, uh, you know, and I've never been a, a big phone caller unless I absolutely have to, but now I have to. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, and so during the first week of our, you know, shelter in place, I, you know, we don't have a huge congregation, about 40, 40 people in our church directory. And so I just cranked through that church directory and called everybody on, on the list. And now I just sort of call about four or five people a day and just kind of get through the list every so, you know, every week and a half or so. Um, and <laughs> part of me is like, I should probably keep doing this uh, afterwards, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, so uh, is it beginning oh. to feel normal yet or does it still feel a little weird? Uh, no, it's still weird. It's still weird. Um, you know, the days, the days are, are not, they, they don't feel natural. Um, and, and, and I, I think that's partly because we're not able to connect with people personally, but, but partly it's just this uh, weird, Rhythm. Uh, one of the things I mentioned to you before too was, um, you know, I, I don't feel as uh, it's harder for me to get going in the morning, uh, partly because we're up late and our sleep schedule is way off, and my kids' sleep schedule is way off. <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> so I, this is kind of unrelated. Is okay if I tell a quick little story? Absolutely. So my, my fifteen-year-old 
you know, I, they're all staying up late and he got to where he was sleeping till one in the afternoon, you know, and, um, and then yesterday morning, he woke me up at um, like six in the morning and, and he's like, dad, I can't find Macy. Macy's my 12 year old daughter. And she's, he's like, she's not in her bed. And so um, I, I didn't get up. I think he went and checked again and he's like, oh wait, never mind. She's in her top bunk. So first of all, she's like decided to move. She's got a bunk bed and she decided to sleep up there because the cats were up there. And then <laughs> later on, I find out when I wake up, he, he never went back to sleep. Uh, and he'd only slept like an hour or two prior to that. Um, and he ended up going for a walk into town about a mile or so, and then a mile back. <laughs> and I'm like, you went for a walk? You never go for walks at six in the morning? <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, what else was I going to do? So anyway, <laughs> I think he got a little bit better sleep last night. Um, and I just woke him up before this. He's like, dad, spray me with a spray bottle or something. If I don't get up, I got to get up earlier. I'm like, yeah, you do. <laughs> but so everything is off. It's weird. And then I find myself uh, w doing the work that I have to do starting later in the day. It's kind of nice to wake up and there's no time pressure and I've got my you know cup of coffee and stuff and I can sort of chill in the morning and then I get some things done. But then I also find that I'm doing things until midnight. Like I'll work for half an hour and then I'll take a break and then I'll do another half hour of stuff I got to do and then another hour and then a break. And anyway, and it's just this very weird mixed up thing. And I think part of the reason uh, yeah, is that um, there's no boundary, right? There's no uh, time boundary like, oh, now work is done and now I can rest. Um, I told you I overheard my wife's staff meeting that they did via Zoom and one of the other staff members um, said that she had worked from home for years in another job and mm -hmm. was having, and, and never had a problem focusing, but now is having a really hard time focusing and, uh, and I think I, my guess is that has to do something with the fact that at five o'clock, we can't say, all right, you know, once I get everything done, then we can go out for the evening and, you know, go to a movie or go to dinner or whatever. We can't, we're just here at home. Maybe we can rent a movie, you know, yeah. <laughs> which we've been doing, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just a weird abnormal time. Yeah. And yeah. I remember um, when you and I were uh, doing a lot of Zoom phone calls back and forth when we were prepping your book for publication, uh, mm -hmm. there were a lot of phone calls that were like, I can meet at this time, but I have to go to the school and pick up my daughter at this time. So we have to yeah. be done. So, yes. so there was a structure to your day. Yes, right. And it feels totally unstructured now, except for whatever structure I put to it. <laughs> and what's really weird now is when I have to after just a couple of weeks, when I have to put something structured in, it feels a little bit like, oh, I, like, it's like, I want to hold on to the lack of structure a little bit, because that's kind of yeah. nice. It's so different from normal life. Uh, but I also know that I really need the structure. And I got to work on that. Like, I just got to work on getting more structure. I've told uh, what, what will be nice is when the kids, they have to start online school. They're, they're, so they're not going back to school for the rest of the school year but um, they're going to start doing online lessons of some kind starting next week, I think. Um, and I don't know if it'll be like they have to get on at a certain time. I kind of hope it is because <laughs> that structure would be good. 
or it might just be whenever you do it, you know, here's what you have to do. Watch this lesson or respond to these, whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see, but that'll be good for them to have to do something and that'll be good for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> because yeah. if they have a structure, then you can go back to That's creating right. a structure. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I did want to um, say today as, as one of my encouraging little bits of, of advice is um, that, probably there's a lot of people who are feeling like, oh, I have all this freedom, but now it's beginning to feel weird and maybe I'm not even getting as much done as I used to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just now, while you were talking, had mm -hmm. just like a funny um, uh, parallel from a previous interview, which uh, will have been about two weeks, I think, um, by the time this one goes live, uh, where Natalie Walters was saying, one thing that we writers who work at home can tell you who aren't used to being at home, um, sweatpants are your friend until they aren't. So you oh. need to try on your jeans <laughs> at least once a week, yeah, yeah. Yeah. make sure they still fit. I, and I think that the structure kind of works in the same way. Like right now yeah. it feels comfortable like sweatpants to not be yeah, able to do yeah, anything until yeah. we want to. Yeah. I, I was thinking, uh, you know, I put on a collared shirt for, for this, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I haven't done for a few days. Uh, but I was like, I could leave my pajama pants on. No one would know, but I'm like, no, I better put right. my jeans on. And uh, <laughs> I do have slippers instead of uh, shoes, but, uh, but no, I think that's, that's very true. Um, and I th I've heard, I heard a friend tell me that even like if you're between jobs, get dressed like you're going to work every day and then do your job hunting in your work clothes, you know, yeah. so you don't lose that momentum and you feel like you're getting done what you need to get done. It, it does help. It's, it is motivating, right. To dress like, like you're getting stuff done. Yeah. 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 yeah, I've actually been surprised. Um, I thought that my husband, John would just kind of be real relaxed and lazy like he is on the weekends um lazy in clothing i mean lazy in clothing oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um but i notice that he he gets up and takes a shower and puts on the same clothes that he would if he went to work now for an animator that means jeans and a t-shirt sure. but he's very particular about making making sure that like this day it's a star wars t-shirt and this huh. day it's a you know warner brothers t-shirt and uh -oh. interesting <laughs> so he still is very choosy about making sure on the days that he plays D, &D which now he has to do online with all of his friends mm. he's actually mm. getting ready for a game that will be um that will be tomorrow night they're all going to use this online platform to play their D and D game. And so of course I know that tomorrow, even though like nobody could see it, he's going to wear one of his D and D sh shirts because it's a D and D oh, day. <laughs> right. So do, Mondays are star Wars and Tuesdays are D and D or is that how he does it or it, it's not, it's not specific. Um, okay. It's, but, but he's, he's very careful he's about, intentional. Okay. yeah, he's very intentional. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Like okay. I'm not sure that he would wear a star Wars t-shirt two days in a row. Right. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then like on like every third or fourth Friday, he has to wear his t-shirt that says casual Friday. And it's a stormtrooper with a mug of coffee with his feet up on the desk. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Every, every what Friday did you say? Every Like, like at least once a month, he wants to oh, wear okay. his stormtroopers awesome. casual Friday shirt. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> but he doesn't like that he's had to make his office that used to be 100% for fun into a mm. place where he can actually work. Mm. He's like, I don't like yeah. this. I'm like, but yeah. it looks really nice and clean. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
it's good to hear that. Uh, I guess he's been getting stuff done. That's good. <laughs> yeah, That's it does good. help that they have, um, like your wife, you know, she has a meeting, so she needs to yeah. not only show up, but prove that she's actually been <laughs> working by being able to participate in the conversation, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. But your job is a little bit more like mine. Pretty much the entire um, job and and the responsibility and the, um, what is the word, accountability is all mm-hmm. you. You were the boss well, of you, right? Yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> yes and no. Um, so as a pastor, especially Presbyterian, we have a board of elders. And so I am accountable to them. And, uh, and of course, if I, you know, so I, what we're doing, what I'm doing is I'm recording my sermons uh, from right here where we're recording right now. And I post them on YouTube and then people can watch them. Uh, you know, on Sunday mornings, we, we make them available on Sunday mornings. Um, and if I didn't, of course, then, well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would not be good. Uh, there, I would hear about it. Um, right. And then we actually do a Bible study on Mondays, which we used to be in person. And now we, uh, we don't do Zoom. We do a conference call. Someone recommended that. And, and so we, we use a conference call uh, thing. And that's actually been working pretty well. Um, and that's that's one of the nice structure things, right? That uh, <laughs> I'm like, all right, Monday's at eleven thirty. Got to got to be ready for that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so so there there. Yes, I do have a little bit more freedom, and, and I'm able to work from home, you know, and get everything done that I more or less need to get done. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I am still accountable. Uh, there is still some accountability there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, one of the things that we were talking about, because um, I, I like to have as much encouragement in the encouraging words episode, but also like tips to, to help people to think, what could I do? One of the interesting things that you were talking about is that um, people, human beings, were not meant to be confined or isolated. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that as I was thinking about uh, what we were going to talk about. But uh, right, we were not—we are made to be in relationship with each other. And so, for instance, when someone is a hermit, I just saw an article this morning about someone who lives in uh, like a ghost town in Colorado and giving tips on how to be <laughs> socially isolated. Um, but but like we—and that's great, right? That works for a few people. But for most human beings, right, we need some kind of connection with each other. And, um, and so this period, this season that we're in uh, challenges that. Um, and, uh, you know, and so I think that's part of the weirdness of it is we, um, it, it doesn't feel natural to not be seeing each other. You know what really interesting though like we long for some kind of connection. I, I do go for a walk about uh, every other day at least. Um, and uh, as I'm walking around town, you know, there's good social distancing while we're walking, you know, one person steps off the sidewalk <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and uh, uh, to keep that six feet. But almost every, well, for one thing, 
there are a lot of people going for walks, uh, you know, and the weather's great in San Diego right now. It's getting better. It's been kind of cold, cold for us. Uh, that means like 62 degrees. Um, <laughs> we but, haven't um, seen 62 degrees in probably five months. So. Oh, you haven't gotten there yet even. No. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> it got up to 52 or 53 and I was like, oh my gosh, I can take off my jacket. Oh, funny. See, and I'm be like, I need to keep bundling up. It's so freezing cold. Anyway. <laughs> But, but as we walk past each other, it's like everyone kind of smiles and nods uh, or says hello because um, it's like we're all in this together. So there is, there is kind of a unifying thing it, it, with what's going on because we're all in the same boat. It's like a leveling thing. Like it, um, everyone's on the same level. Nobody's immune to it. I mean, certainly some are maybe more prone to get sicker and even uh, die, I suppose. But um, uh, but 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 everyone is just as at risk of getting it right and so so anyway so we're all in the same boat so that's kind of a a nice thing in a way but but we certainly weren't made to be isolated and um uh what was the other thing uh, uh isolated and <laughs> confined as well and confined yeah. right um and so so it's important that's why I, I need to get out for a walk I mean, ideally every day but um at least every other day because like when you're trapped inside that's there's something wrong about that. Our, our church um, does, well, one guy in particular in our church is, is very involved in a prison ministry. And so then once a year, a group of us go and um, uh, there's sort of an event where we listen to some of the prisoners, uh, the inmates give their testimonies, those who've come to faith. Um, and, uh, but like it, it just, this experience gives me a little bit of a taste of why that hurts, right? When it, why it hurts to be confined. It, yeah. it, it's, it's not what we were meant for. We were meant to be free and able to move about or, or even, uh, someone who's confined because of health issues, right? right. That's not how it's meant to be. Um, yeah. uh, so it kind of, maybe, you know, maybe to some extent, this gives us a little bit of an understanding of what someone who it, who is suffering in that way, some kind of confinement, uh, gives us a little taste of that. Maybe gives us a little bit of compassion for someone who, yeah, uh, who suffers that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Empathy is always a good thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now I'm thinking, who do I know who knows someone? Because somebody could be like writing some great blog post articles, you know, mm. uh, lessons from prison, <laughs> oh, yeah. how, to, how to live in confinement. <laughs> yeah. But I do know that one of the things that I heard about that, I mean, you know, I'm talking total third hand information, but, uh -huh. um, but I'm pretty sure that I've heard that the reason why there is such structure in prison is to help with the dealing of the confinement. Mm, I, I believe maybe. that. <clears throat> yeah, I believe that. I believe that. And they have to, well, and you know, I, I don't know how it all works, but they get time out in the yard or whatever it is, you know, and, yeah. uh, and <laughs> I heard that, uh, you know, sometimes they will, and I, I don't blame them for this. They'll fake, you know, symptoms just to, so that they have to get taken to the hospital, you know, and get a, outside of there a, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, uh, but yeah, but, and then of course, solitary confinement, like we, we yeah. understand how painful that must be, right. To be completely confined for however long, you know? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. But again, this, this gives us a little bit of a taste of what that must be like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, and that segues into another thing I wanted to bring up. Um, mm -hmm. 
Sweden, I don't know uh, if this is true, but it was something I heard when I moved here two years ago, that it has one of the highest populations of people who live alone. So hmm. there's just hundreds and hundreds hmm. and hundreds and hundreds of apartments that are available for rent that are one bedroom apartments for one person. And that we have wow. a ton of people who, like in the US, we're used to roommates. I mean, whether yeah. we want them or not, we're used right. to them like, oh, that's the way that we'll do it, you know. Right. But um, apparently, as I understand it, here we have a huge percentage of people who live alone. And one huh. of the things that I wanted to touch on today was um, for people who live alone and most especially for people who uh, already know that they struggle with anxiety, depression, um, and, and particularly if anybody feels like they're like on the suicidal end of depression, this mm. is not the time to sit there quietly and just take it. It's definitely the time to reach out. It's always a good time to reach out and yeah. try to um, get in relationship with someone. But I think that one of the hardest things, because I've been, I've been to some degree in that position. Um, I, I stood on a bridge once and mm. thought about jumping off of it. Oh, wow. um, thankfully, the river smelled so horrendously bad. That was God's way of helping me because I was like, I'm wow. willing to die, but I'm not willing to suffer for the uh, 30 <laughs> seconds it'll take of having to like swallow that brackish water. Oh, and I was like, gosh. I can't do it. So it was really, really good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Wow. But, um, but it occurs to me that the times in my life when I have really wanted some sort of relationship, you know, um, for a moment or over time, um, and just couldn't get myself to reach out for it. The best thing to do is look around and see if you can find somebody who, even if you think of it this way, is worse off than you or mm. find somebody else who's also, you know, like yeah. you're at a convention or something, somebody else who's also standing off to the side, not talking yeah, yeah. to anyone, looking right. like they don't know what to do. Right. I think it would be really, really helpful. And the, probably there's somebody in your circle, either at work or school or, you know, your social circle, somebody else that you know lives mm -hmm. alone or, um, or, or is really quiet or shy. And maybe you'll feel better by reaching out to somebody else who maybe needs it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, a good idea. Um, one of the thoughts I had was, you know, maybe what folks can do is uh, just make a list of people to uh, connect with, you know. Um, I kind of, in some ways, have my list because of our church directory. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, that's my list. And, yeah. it's, and it's good. Um, but yeah, but maybe just make a short list of five or ten people or so, people that you maybe have been thinking about connecting with, uh, but haven't for whatever reason, you just never got around to it or just people that are important to you. And, um, and, you know, so <laughs> for me, uh, I'm, uh, I don't know if you guys, if you're familiar with Enneagrams, I'm an Enneagram nine, which is a peacemaker and not a, an achiever. That's a number three, right? Um, so it's just a personality indicator thing. And so for me, like, I'm not, uh, what people might call prone, what's the word? Prone to action. Uh, I need a, I, I need a, I need bite-sized chunks. Like if <laughs> I look at a big project, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to call the whole church directory. That's going to take <laughs> hours, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so I did it the first time through, but now I'm just like bite-sized chunks, you know, a one page a day, which is about five to six, uh, the way I have it printed out about five to six people a day. I think if we can, for those who are more like me, 
just do bite-sized chunks. Just call one person a day or even, you know, one person every other day or send an email or whatever, you know, um, just a, a little bite-size of connection. If, unless, unless you're the kind of person who's like, man, I can't wait to connect with everybody. Well then do it. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you want to call everybody in a day and that's how you're wired, then, then totally do that. But uh, yeah. maybe, maybe make a little list. Sometimes making a list, one of the things I've learned can be really helpful, right. In terms of being intentional and uh, thinking through um, uh, what matters, you know, or who matters in this case, uh, everybody yeah. matters, but, but in your, yeah, you know, but who in, matters in to you. Relation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So maybe that's uh, something we can do. And yeah. you know what? Um, telephones are old fashioned, but uh, phone calls, right. They work, <laughs> you know, in zoom like this uh, or, or whatever, but uh, you can also just, just make a simple phone call and say, how you doing? And yeah. uh, people appreciate that. Yeah. 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 Um, when we, uh, when we had our, our church meeting trying to figure out, okay, what are all the ways we were like trying to brainstorm? What are all the ways that we could possibly stay in touch with people? And, um, and it's funny the the bits and pieces on your phone or your computer that, um, maybe you know that they're there, but you've never used them because you've never had any reason to, <laughs> or yeah. you just didn't even know it was there. Like I've been a Mac computer owner for, um, oh, decades. Uh -huh. uh, but it wasn't until about four years ago that I realized that your Mac computer has the same do not disturb function as your iPhone does. Oh, it does? Yeah, I know, oh, right? I Isn't know that. that cool? Yeah. So, <laughs> that? so, long as, so long as we're talking about it. So um, on your on your big, you know, screen menu in the uh -huh. top right corner, there's the three lines that show you that oh, there's yeah. an additional menu. And when uh -huh. you click on that, for some reason, it hides it at first. But if you scroll up, then you'll see, oh, right? Look at that. So you can wow. turn on night, night, uh, what's it called? Night, night shift. Night shift. Yeah. If you are working on your computer at midnight and you're thinking, I really should be going to bed in an hour or two, it'll uh -huh. change the colors so that you're oh, not okay. getting the uh, wakefulness kind of colors. Yeah, oh, look at that. And That's cool. Not disturbed, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so one of the things that I was mentioning to people is sometimes, um, like I just get tired of texting because it's two fingers. And if I use WhatsApp, like there isn't a computer version of it. So there's no way for me to, you know, use a keyboard. So I need to use just my thumbs, which makes me crazy. <laughs> oh, um, oh, right on the phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but WhatsApp and uh, regular texting and I think Facebook, though I'm not sure where it is, but I'm almost positive I saw it there. Uh -huh. um, most of these programs have a button that looks like a microphone. And if you press and hold it, you can just leave a voice message because you want to connect by voice, but you don't really uh -huh. want to talk on the phone. Yeah, right, right, right. And it seems more personal than a text. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I was telling people, well, you can do that. Or you can leave a video That's message a if you're also like yeah. fine to like put yourself on video. I've gotten a couple of those messages from people that I suspect were just like, I don't really want to get on a phone call, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I want to have a more personal connection than a text that says, yeah. Hey, how are you? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's good. I like that. I like that. That's good. Uh, have you done that with anyone uh, yet? Um, so I've gotten a couple similar to you. I'm like, Oh, I recently, um, just because of this and some of the things that are, are happening in people's lives, John and I have temporarily become connect group leaders, which mm -hmm. makes us kind of slightly 
I don't know. Like we've done it before, but uh-huh. for some reason right now, it just makes us feel slightly freaked out. Like there's so much pressure to connect with every oh. single person in your group, you know, at least uh-huh. once a week. Uh-huh. And so, uh-huh. yeah, it's been a week and a half and we haven't <laughs> actually reached out to anyone yet. <laughs> Get on that. Come on. Come on. I know, right? <laughs> and it's funny because like I look like I'm an extrovert, but I'm actually an introvert. So oh, I, I quite yeah. like being stuck at home and uh-huh, doing my yeah, own yeah. thing and yeah. having my own schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, no, I, I'm an introvert too, which is why making these phone calls is not out of my comfort zone, but it's, yeah, I just have to be more intentional about making exactly. it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. another thing is, um, so I don't know if you're used to, uh, you and I have had coffee together and I don't know if mm-hmm. that's a normal part of your day or not. Uh, uh, drinking coffee, coffee? Uh, oh yeah no to to go to go meet someone for coffee oh occasionally yeah sure yeah yeah uh-huh. so um john actually scheduled again he specifically reached out to people that he knows um live alone um mm. but people in his work group who he would normally be seeing and 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 he does talk to them on they have like a, a team chat you know through their work okay. and everybody's uh-huh. connected through the same work computers and stuff that yep. they had before um but but it's just, it's nonetheless, it's still just text, you know, it's typing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so, um, so he reached out to a couple of people and said, Hey, you know how we used to have Fika once a week, uh, which is basically afternoon coffee break with cookies. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that a Swedish word? Yeah. Swedish oh, word. Okay. Fika. It's the best <laughs> okay. word. It's the only word you really need to know. Huh. Yeah. So if you don't know what you're saying, just Fika. Pika. And, uh, help. <laughs> yeah, and then okay. people will smile and laugh and go, oh, that's the only word in Swedish oh. you know, isn't it? <laughs> okay, funny. <laughs> it is funny, actually. <laughs> funny. So, uh, so he got a couple of people to say, um, yes, let's still meet and have Fika on our Fika day. I think they actually changed the day to work better for people. Um, and so every, everybody who agreed is going to stop work, get their cup of tea or coffee, get their cookies, and they're going to get on Zoom or Skype. And they're all just going to sit there and talk for a half an hour the way they normally would once a week at work. That's cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's awesome. I thought that's another thing that we can can all be doing. Yeah, that's good. That's great. Um, You know, that could be great for work as well. Um, uh, What what that brings to mind for me... um, (laughs) Last week, last Thursday, we were supposed to record this, and then I didn't realize until that morning that I had I was double booked with you and with a Zoom call with all of the pastors in our presbytery, so all the Presbyterian pastors in San Diego, and uh, and so we ended up rescheduling you and me, and I did that call, and it was <clears throat> it was actually really good to to have that conversation with all these other pastors. Um, Again, because we're all in the same boat and we're all kind of sharing ideas with each other, just professionally, here's what we're doing, here's what we're doing, you know. Um, But then also, uh, it was mostly professional, but also a little bit of uh, personal connection, you know. Um, Anyway, that that it was a, it was a, so it was the kind of connection that we don't normally have. And now it's a standing Thursday at 11 o'clock call for all the pastors in the presbytery which we haven't ever had that before. I mean, we would see each other at presbytery meetings or see a few of us at various committee me- meetings, you know? Yeah. But, um, but those, those presbytery meetings only take place four times a year. <laughs> right. And so, but now there's this standing 
Zoom call with all the other pastors. And uh, it's not required. I mean, you don't have to be there, right. but I assume many of us will. Yeah. Anyway, so so again, like right here, uh, are online relationships real? Well, yeah, they feels feels real to me. <laughs> yeah. And and like you said, you would normally see those people in person four times a year, but mm-hmm. it's possible and it seems to me likely that if you see a lot of them once a week and have a cup of coffee and talk about whatever and probably also talk a little bit about um you were telling me was it was it you who told me your your wife broke her leg? No. No. Somebody else. I have two two people in my life whose wife has broken her leg in the last like <laughs> oh, two weeks. Yeah. Wow. Like, wow. That sounds terrible. Yeah. But I mean, you can like have real person to person conversations that um, may start out about work, but then can, you know, end up just being talk over coffee. Yeah, totally. Totally. And yeah. it may well turn out to be a bonus uh, addition that you keep in your life after we return to whatever becomes our next new normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which uh, it could actually be a great time saver because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you're not commuting, you're not driving anywhere. Although that's it's still true. nice to get out. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it could be that uh, after all this, we may, I don't know, will we, will we run from uh, the technology uh, because we're like, we just got to get back together. Come on, everybody, let's have coffee in person. We haven't been able to do this for three months or whatever it will be. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, anyway, you know how pendulums swing, right? That we may we may swing that way and then kind of come back to it. But you know, it was really nice to have this uh, these Zoom conversations as opposed to whatever you know, having to drive half an hour to get to this meeting. Right. Um, uh, and then and then kind of settle into some sort of balance between the in-person and the technology. And and that could be very good. Yeah. 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 It could be good for relationships. And also, Mm -hmm. you know, I've heard, I'm sure probably a lot of people have, um, like the amount of uh, air and water pollution decreases in some of the hard hit cities. Yeah. I believe that. I I heard, right. I'm sure everyone's heard this. uh, China's, uh, some cities are like seeing blue sky for the first time in ages. And uh, that's wonderful. You know, that's great. Yeah. So maybe we can find a way to to make everything work together somehow. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good idea. Uh, But I think that um, not to keep the episode going too long, and I also mm-hmm. want to stop talking long enough so that if you have some, you know, other things that you wanted to mention as tips or whatever, but since since our audience, listening friends here are all writers like you and I uh-huh. are, yeah, yeah. I think one of the things I really wanted to, to say was um, don't let this force you into an isolation that you begin to recognize may not be entirely healthy. And Mm. if you don't feel comfortable reaching out to, um, I don't know, it seems to me that you would probably feel comfortable reaching out to your friends and be like, Hey, how's Mm -hmm. it going? And whatever. But at the very least think of somebody else who may be like, um, not to say worse off, but equally, um, shy, quiet, reserved, somebody who lives alone, some, somebody that you can reach out to and say, Hey, let's have coffee over zoom or, um, a brainstorming session. Um, you could, uh, there's some writers groups I know, uh, like started already using zoom or other things, Skype, uh, Google Mm -hmm. hangouts, um, in the last couple of weeks because they were no longer allowed to meet at their coffee shop Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So I just wanted to really encourage people to think about 
ways that they can reach out and how much better you'll feel if you get off a call or, or something with another person that you realize that they look like they feel better and it'll make you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good advice. And that will require some intentionality, right? Yeah. Uh, so much of life, uh, actually doing what's important requires being intentional about it and not letting things just happen, right? Yeah. Or waiting for them to do it, right? Right. Uh, why hasn't so-and-so contacted me during this crazy coronavirus time? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. If they haven't, then you, call. you you make that FaceTime call or whatever. Yeah. 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 Which kind of swings back to what we spoke about at the very beginning of structure. It may mm -hmm. well be that like with you, you were like, I just need to make five phone calls a day. It may yeah. be that you just are like on Tuesday, every Tuesday, I'm going to have coffee with someone on hmm. Skype. Yeah, that's and a great idea. Call around until one of your friends is like, I'm totally, I'm totally available on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. I love that. I love that. Oh, yeah. Now you you also had a lot of really interesting thoughts in in the email exchange that that you and I were um, were talking to you know as we prepared for today and uh -huh. I just wondered if there was anything else that um, particularly as a pastor but also as somebody who who does do a lot of your work at home as well you're uh -huh. familiar with that you're also a writer and uh -huh. I just wanted to give you an opportunity if you could think of anything else that we haven't already talked about. <laughs> Yeah. Um, let me look at my notes. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I mean, I think we've, we've talked about a, a lot of the things that I had, had thought about uh, in advance. Um, I, I, <laughs> one of the things I jotted down was, uh, you know, I think part of the reason uh, I think about like Swiss family Robinson or Robinson Crusoe or uh lost in space right all of these robinson stories right which yeah. are the castaway stories that where they get lost and are isolated and i think again that kind of resonates or connects with something in us in terms of a fear of being disconnected and so again just just uh you know highlights the need for connection and for yeah. how important it is to stay connected uh during a time like this so yeah 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 I have to say that you and I are both um, big movie buffs and mm -hmm. I never put that together that there was three stories that are some of the major stories in um, like, I don't know, can kind of contemporary storytelling uh -huh. that were all last name Robinson in yeah, a similar yeah. situation. That's crazy. Uh, it's well, it's and it's I've heard it called the Robinson genre, right? Or something like that, you know, and it's I don't know why that happened, why that emerged that way. But um but it's not, I don't think it's a mistake that in Lost in Space, the family are called the Robinsons, right? Because it's part of that, the Robinsons get lost or Robinson Crusoe gets lost, right? And, yeah. I, and Castaway, I don't think, I didn't look at what his, the character's name is, but I don't think it's I went Robinson. and looked it up. Yeah, so yeah. It's not, it's, not it's Robinson, like Dumont yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. They should have called him Robinson. That <laughs> totally. <been> cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe that would have been too obvious. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But also, I mean, I'm always thinking about it doesn't take very long for my mind to go, oh, how could I use that in a story? But seriously, you know, no matter what genre you're writing in, there may be at least one character who has been, um, you know, somebody got fired or somebody's been um, 
what's it called when like a police officer or somebody gets told to stay home suspended oh yeah yeah right uh-huh. you know or mm-hmm. um somebody gets divorced or mm-hmm. um somebody's parent leaves like a child's parent leave so many situations that might yeah. be in any genre of uh-huh. storytelling now you can like think oh can i make that bit in my current work in progress stronger yeah. because yeah of how I feel and how I'm experiencing Mm, life right now. Right. That's a great point, right? Life experience makes, I I think the telling of stories much more realistic or much more. Yeah. Yeah. Realistic. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's good. That's good. I I feel like I, I, I understand, you know, what's interesting is the older I get and the more life that I live, the more I, I get certain stories. Like if I'm watching a movie like I get choked up in ways, <laughs> sometimes it's stupid things, but I'm like, I get that more now than I did when I was in my twenties, you know, yeah. in my twenties, that was just funny. Now it's like, oh, I see like even the underlying pain or whatever in the humor that makes it whatever, you know, in the humor, we watched Bruce Almighty yesterday <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of pain in him not getting the anchor job and it's funny the way he lives it out but that at the same time i like i felt choked up for him because i'm like oh i know what you know that feels like to be overlooked or whatever you know and yeah yeah anyway life uh makes for good storytelling i think <laughs> yeah you know um the shrek movies obviously mm-hmm. made for children um so many animated films made in such a way that adults won't hate taking their children to them but Uh honestly there couldn't be a child in the audience who understood why i was crying at the end of shrek 4 i thought it was one of the most moving like romantic uh coming back together of a of a relationship ever Uh because he had dreamed that he could go back to his old life of being alone and then you like had this experience where I can't remember if it was a dream or, or how it happened, but anyway, and then realized that more than anything, he missed his wife and his children because mm. as much as on a day-to-day basis, the people in our lives can be really irritating, yeah. which actually now I'm like realizing how that <laughs> applies right now too. Totally. Um, the idea of them actually not being in our lives would yeah. just be untenable. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Those Shrek movies are good (laughs) i haven't seen the fourth one in a long time but yeah that's great it's amazing (laughs) how that how that happens huh we just get it get it more yeah 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 Yeah. marcus thank you so much for being on the show yeah thanks for having me this is fun yeah good good listen um in case people are interested more in you your podcast Mm -hmm. and your book where can we find you online and and anywhere else that you might be but i guess we can't go anyplace else so where can we find you (laughs) online (laughs) yeah so uh my website is uh just marcuswatson.com and that's marcus with a k -K m-a-r-k-u-s w-a-t-s-o-n.com uh my um podcast is called Spiritual Life and Leadership. And uh, you can find that on the uh, uh, website as well, or you can just search it up wherever. Um, And then uh, my book is called Beyond Thingification, uh, which is kind of a made up word. But um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but uh, the subtitle is uh, helping your church engage in God's mission and just kind of is meant to help uh, churches get go from treating people like things, which we kind of do, I think sometimes people become numbers, people become, 
uh, objects in, in some ways, not intentionally and not maliciously, but it just sort of happens. And how do we remember that, oh, these are real people with real needs and how do we actually do uh, or, or reach out to them or, or serve people in a way that, that uh, is meaningful and matters. Um, so uh, you can find that. So there's links on my website again or Amazon. You can find it there beyond thingification. And uh, yeah, that's good. Excellent. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, I thank you very much. I really wanted to have an episode that had some, um, some concrete uh, ideas for things to do during this time and really for any time that you find your life in upheaval. It could be something as simple as um, I was sick for a month in November, the entire month of November, mm. and um, couldn't go anywhere, or do anything and was feeling quite lonely. And now I feel like, well, if that happens again, I know some things I can do. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that this has been helpful um, to everybody who's listening and watching. And I hope that you enjoyed Marcus and I talking about it in a relatively lighthearted manner, but also, you know, with some, some real tips and hopefully encouraging you all in your day as you take your one hour daily walk and otherwise try to get some writing done, have some structure to your life and have some really good social media relationships. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Marcus. Good. Hey, thank you. Appreciate uh, being here. This was fun.